Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Adnan Shafi, and I'm going to be your host here today on Pariah Nation. So first off, I just want to thank everyone for being on this journey um, throughout coronavirus. It's kind of disrupted the Pariah Nation scene, I'd say, because we've had guests and now they're not quite able to make it onto the show. We've tried a few new things with the Skype calls and everything, but... Um, as far as we see it, we'll have to wait it out, maybe do a few solo podcasts, a few more Skype calls as we wait through this coronavirus. Um, but today we have a very interesting topic, and I feel like it's very relevant in light of the events of the last week. I mean, first of all, I'd just like to say that, um, I don't know if it's just me, but in the past week or so, there's been a very, very toxic culture that I'm seeing on social media. And I think, I mean, I don't know if it's just, I'm just going to call it quarantine fever because it's not normal. I've not really seen this happen as often or I've not seen such controversy being sparked um, by so many different people in a very short amount of time. So for me, it's just, uh, I'll I'll sort of just summarize um, what I have experienced in the past week uh, as a minority, someone who is black, someone who is Muslim um, and of course African. Um, what I've been experiencing in the past few weeks, and I'm sure many uh, black African Muslims or anyone that, uh, that is part of any one of those groups or one or more of them can pretty much attest to if they've been on social media or if they're on TikTok, for example. So we've had three very controversial cases um, this week. So the one that's probably taken everyone by storm and uh, has actually re- resulted in I'd say the most action was the case of Lacey Mae Jones. Uh, so for those who don't know what happened, uh, I'm basically just going to like just lay it out kind of uh, uh, in, a, in a brief uh, manner. Uh, but basically Lacey Mae Jones um, was sort of interacting with another black girl. So Lacey Mae Jones is white, let's call her Lacey for now. And there was one black girl. So Lacey was dancing to this video as people do on TikTok and eventually um, what happened was this other black girl uh, commented on her video because the specific track that Lacey was using was talking about black skin and Lacey was pointing to her skin as if it was black. Um, she obviously took offense from that and decided to make a video about it. I mean, insofar as I'm concerned, where it comes to the song about um, black skin and everything, I mean, I don't, I don't know if... I truly agree with it. I'm still debating within myself if what that other girl did was right or not. Um, But obviously it's up to debate and um, we don't necessarily have to come to a conclusion about it. But what happened afterwards is like, there's no doubt about it. It was racist and it was an immature response. Lacey said things like, you know, I wish you would go and uh, go to the cotton fields and make me a new shirt. Uh, she commented specifically about her skin color and said that her skin color was superior compared to the black girl. So for me, <laughs> I mean, there's no there's no need to, to justify that or go any further. But Twitter took this on board. TikTok took this on board and they selectively canceled her. And what I mean by this is that if she was ever to pop up again, then she would not be seen in the same light nor would she be given the same opportunities as other TikTokers, right? Of course, she has apologized and her parents have apologized too, but that didn't stop people from getting her school involved and it didn't stop people from getting the police involved, which I think 
on my part was actually a good thing because people should not have the right to get away with racist tweets like that or racist TikToks like that. And I think that's a good thing that people were able to do and just take up that responsibility into their hands. So she was cancelled. And in our second case, um, this probably has to be one of the most, the more high profile ones because she's a very public figure on TikTok. Most people have heard about Nessa Barrett, right? So Nessa Barrett in the last week was seen throwing it back or twerking to a Quran recitation. And for those who might not understand that fully, the Quran is the holy scriptures, uh, it's the holy book of Muslims, and we all kind of follow that around the world, right? And we believe that is not just, um, it was not written down by scribes or anything, but we believe that this is the direct word of God. So we have very strict etiquette when we're listening to Quran, obviously, and the instructions within the book itself um, instructs us to actually not even talk when someone is reciting the Quran. We should not play music when the Quran is also being recited. We should all be silent and we should listen attentively. So obviously, if you were to sort of offend the scripture in such a way when you're twerking to it, um, it becomes a question of like, did this person genuinely know what they were doing and the effects that it would have? Some people suggest yes, and I actually support that view because um, according to her, her stepmother is Muslim and um, some other people within her family are also Muslim, right? So she might have known, or at least, you know, I'm not, I'm not one past judgment. I don't know what her, how her lifestyle is like, but I know for a fact that modern day, the modern day lay person should know that the Quran is supposed to be respected. Even this the same way the Bible should be rescript, uh, um, um, respected. Wow, English is difficult. Uh, just the same way the Torah should also be respected the Quran itself should also be respected, just out of mutual respect to other religions. However, right, what happened is she released an apology. I don't know if I'll call it an apology, but she said, I think I'm sorry. So obviously people got really mad at this and they got, um, you, you saw responses from Muslims and non-Muslims alike, and people were furious. People sent her, I think, death threats. A few death threats actually went into her inboxes. And also people sending a lot of hateful messages uh, into her inboxes and all that stuff. So she's kind of collectively been, I'll say half cancelled. Because some people did forgive her. I as a Muslim do forgive her. Uh, because she might have been negligent. But I also personally believe that, yeah, she could have made a mistake. She released another apology video where she was sorry about it. And I can let that slide just because that's also something that's also very important in my religion. Um, but obviously some people are still dealing with that. It doesn't mean that Muslims aren't allowed to be hurt by what, what happened. So definitely for me, what I think is, um, we'll get into this a bit later, but well, it's debatable about whether or like how we should actually cancel someone. Should we be canceling someone? That's the main question that we're going to face today. Then the last one we're going to be taking um, a bit of a peek into is the French doctors. <laughs> so um, as we have seen, uh, one, one or two French doctors actually decided uh, on live television to bring up the idea of testing a coronavirus vaccine in Africa. Which, for me, I don't think anyone needs to be a scientist or a genius to see that that was racist as hell. The reason why I say this is because Africa is not a lab. Those are not your citizens, nor do you have any rights over them. Those rights were taken back from you uh, in the, I mean, after the colonial period, after we gained independence as Africans. And why Africans have every right to 
feel offended in my view is because we have always and I won't really cite any sources for now, but we have systemically I mean colonialism also speaks uh, speaks privy to this, but like we have consistently been subordinated and attacked as a group of people. And for me that is something that we are still dealing with the like the effects of colonialism. And this is a, in, in many ways a form of neocolonialism. And why do I say this? Um, it's because what people don't realize is that the, the, the country in Africa that has the most cases, which is South Africa, isn't even in the top 15. Last time I checked, that's not, that's not been the case. So if you are testing your vaccines in Africa and waiting for the disease to come to those people, you're essentially treating them as lab rats. Whereas logically speaking, you should be testing in a, vac a vaccine in a place whereby there's a high density of those cases and you'll be able to catch, um, let's say, to see if the vaccine works even faster instead of waiting for coronavirus cases to go up elsewhere. So obviously people got very mad at this. Even the UN, uh, I believe it was the director of the WHO, responded to this and claimed, of course, rightfully so, that this was indeed a racist statement and they did apologize. But let's all look at this now collectively. So we've, we've started to see that people, that the main category um, for canceling someone is essentially saying something that is either inherently um, attacking someone else's human rights or is inherently disrespectful of their beliefs, right? I guess that's the main category that I'm starting to see. For Nessa, she disrespected a religious scripture, and that was obviously blatant ignorance. And obviously these ideas that are held by Muslims, including myself, were definitely compromised uh, by that video. When it came to Lacey Mae Jones, she basically uprooted, um, I'd say very, very deeply rooted feelings of racism. And racism still does exist, it's subliminal nowadays. It's not as bad as it used to, I'd say. Um, in Or not even as... I take that back, actually. I wouldn't say not as bad. But what I'd say is it may seem to have died down, but it's more subliminal today. And the reason why I say this is because people are now more comfortable um, to actually express those views through social media when you don't actually have a face, you're just a username. And that's what I saw on TikTok and Twitter the last few few weeks, actually. And obviously now the French doctors basically is racism. So basically you're starting to see people have this main view of people where it's like if you say something that is um, extremely offensive, then you are worthy of being cancelled. So I want us to actually interrogate this a bit further, right? Um, what does it actually mean to cancel someone? So people think that if you make one mistake, right, um, obviously depends how bad the mistake is, right? If it's of this, uh, is it, let me actually <laughs> restart that sentence. If it's actually of, uh, let's say, the magnitude of Nessa or Lacey Mae Jones or the French doctors saying something super racist or disrespecting um, a religious scripture, most people would agree that that person doesn't deserve a second chance. So I think in many respects that actually, that might, might, that might make sense. Uh, but I also want us to look at it from a different perspective. I did a little TikTok the other day uh, asking people if they've either said something that was misconstrued or they've done something. And um, if someone brought that up today, whether they'd be cancelled or not. The reason why I say that is because I know for a fact that every single person has done something, whether it's in private, and I can say that with confidence, um, or amongst a trusted group of friends, right, where you really, really messed up 
right? And if it hasn't happened yet, it might end up happening in the future. We've seen it with Justin Trudeau. Um, for those who don't know, that's the Canadian Prime Minister. Um, I don't know if I still forgive him for this, <laughs> but um, he tried out blackface in high school, right? So can we really be held to account for actions that we've done in the past, right? And also, like, how do we reconcile that? Because on one hand, you have genuine feelings of anger towards people. It's, it's justified, right? It's justified feeling of hurt. On the other side, you have someone's whole future, like there, right? It's kind of like being sent to prison, social prison for a life sentence. So this is my, this is my two cents. Um, what I'll say is obviously it is, it is correct. I'd say to cancel someone completely they have to not just do this once, but it has to be inherent of their character. By this, I mean, someone can't screw up. Like, I don't think I'm going to cancel Nessa. I would not cancel Nessa, uh, Barrett, personally, because she eventually realized that she was wrong, and some other people actually use this as an opportunity to educate her about Islam, right? Which I think was a really good thing, and it's something that we can actually learn about whether canceling someone is that beneficial, right? I don't think it's inherent of her character, to be disrespectful to other religions. That's just based on the way she apologized. And of course, we'll have to see if things happen, right? Well, I mean, no one's an angel or anything. It's not right what she did, but it's important to recognize that canceling isn't always the answer, right? So we know some people are ignorant, right? There's willful ignorance, and then there's also ignorance where people just genuinely don't know. So I think it's important to distinguish between those two. So obviously, if it's inherent within someone's character that when you've shown them the truth and they're rejecting it, for example, about a misconception about, let's say, black culture or about the religion, then that person, in my view, deserves to be cancelled, right? Because they are justifying a system of degrading someone's human rights or, um, let's say, the, the values of their beliefs based on, like, false information. And we see that all the time, right? Um... I'd say someone like Trump would probably deserve to be cancelled. In many people's eyes, he's already cancelled, right? And obviously, like, you know, the information has come to him. So, I mean, I really don't know what else there is left to say about that. Most people would agree that he should be cancelled. But when it comes down to someone like Lacey Mae Jones, I think obviously if you're dealing with that, I don't know, I'm still debating whether she should be cancelled or not. I think I would first go, just to be safe about it, I'd say that she probably might need to be cancelled but within the bounds of obviously like you need to educate her about the gravity of her words. I wouldn't say like she should be canceled forever because that's, that's just a quick way to ruin someone's life. I believe people can change. So obviously it's all about us who are hurt expressing our hurt, although we should also take this opportunity as, uh, as a time to actually educate the people who have uh, sort of transgressed, I'll say. Then obviously the French doctors, like they did apologize, but it's, it's you can tell that there is this inherent inherent view of africans within deep within and that's where that came from that's the thing that's also bothering me and it's kind of like a foundation of this whole idea of cancel culture it's like you can see where this is coming from so they're being fed this information through their secondary sources of socialization whether it's their friends whether it's the tv shows they watch whether it's their own parents or grandparents right they haven't been through we, we don't know what they've lived like, essentially. And we know that this content is out there all the time and it can be accessed. So what I think is you should obviously differentiate between willful ignorance and just plain ignorance, 
right? And if someone is being willfully ignorant, you can take this chance to educate them, right? And if they choose to persist and persist and persist, then leave that person, block them. But obviously, like, if that person changes, be willing to accept them back um, into this sort of social community, right? Um, in addition to that, if someone doesn't actually know, I don't think we should be as mad. So there is still some debate, obviously, about whether Nessa knew about the Quran being such a holy book. And, I mean, I'd say if she genuinely didn't know, right, which is the assumption, that's what she said. And if that happens to be true, most people would actually be pushing her away from or actually feeding into the stereotype that the religion is violent by sending her death threats. Like that in no way or shape or form is it cool to send someone death threats. Right. It is cool to uh, it is cool to correct someone. It is good to let someone know where they went wrong, but it's not good to do the same thing that they're doing to you by degrading their level of humanity. So I think people need to really be careful with the way they use their words because um, like words have weight. Those same words are the ones that made you that angry to respond with even worse words, right? So for me, it's like, um, I just don't feel like it's the right place of someone who's been hurt, right? To just come out and start admonishing that other person and degrading their humanity. I always tell people, regardless of how hard it is, it's like you're just gonna keep feeding into the stereotype whether of course you know you're an African or whether you're a Muslim or whatever, you'll be like, oh look now, you see this is your peaceful religion in quotes, or you see this is how Africans react. So it's a balance. You have to really talk to this person factually, talk to them respectfully, and of course you can be stern, but you don't need to be mean. You don't need to be rude. You don't need to degrade the level of humanity. So I think when when it comes to these three cases, right, I'd say it's important one to forgive, right. If you can learn how to forgive people that have screwed up, then obviously it's not going to take... I mean, it will take people time to progress that hurt. Obviously, you just can't come back and expect things to be normal, but things do take time, right? I don't think it's right to expel people from a social community for the rest of their lives unless the unless what they've done is so inherently problematic that it goes against humanity as a whole. Like, for example, if someone commits genocide, like, obviously, that person is going to be cancelled. And apologize, guys, um, there's just a bit of uh, some birds in the background. Um, but yeah, that's my two cents on like cancel culture as a whole. I think it's flawed, definitely. But I think that as a society, there must be repercussions. Because if we let someone get away with this, and if we keep saying, oh, it's a mistake, oh, it's a mistake, then you're essentially, what you're doing is you're, you're letting people know that it's okay to do this. But we need to actually prioritize two things when we're talking about cancel culture. First of all, we need to let the person know what they did was wrong. And that obviously comes, sometimes it comes with hurt, sometimes it comes with insults. I don't recommend that, but there's a way to do it. Obviously, you have to show them with facts and obviously understanding why what they did was wrong, right? Then the second part is education. We don't know each other's cultures that well. We don't live in each other's, you know, um, apartments, we don't live in each other's countries, we don't walk the same walks of life. And I think it's inherently important that before you decide, I'm going to cancel this person and never give them a second chance, it is important for you to realize there is some scope of allowance of ignorance. But if that willful, I mean, if that ignorance becomes willful, it actually becomes arrogance. And in that situation, if that person 
even once they reach that stage, if they persist and persist and persist, then I'd say you have every right to kick that person out of your for you page. You have every right to unfollow that person. You have every right to admonish that person, right? But it doesn't mean that you should make them any less of a human. That's one. And second of all, you shouldn't expect others to do it just because you're doing it. I think counseling has become more like, oh yeah, it's the community that's decided. But it's like, I think that's just sacrificing independent thought to to hop onto a bandwagon because everyone is doing it, therefore it must be right. And if you use that logic for a lot of things, you're not really going to get far in life. So my view is, if you are counseling someone, it's a very personal thing. It should not be something that we decide as a community. It's like, okay, fine. It's like, that person could have hurt you, Personally, you do your best to educate them. If they continue and persist, then you can cancel them from your life. I don't ca- consider canceling culture as something to be, um, or should it shouldn't be something that a community does as a whole. If it ends up being that everyone in that community who has heard decides to cancel you individually, then cool, you suffer the consequences, right? But it shouldn't be like we as a community have decided that because that takes away again the agency of people who have every right to believe what they want to believe. So as we wrap up, obviously, uh, this this podcast is not meant to be too long. Um, I'll just cover each case and what I would personally do. Right, so for Nessa, I think, obviously, I forgive her. There was one other Muslim who, um, I'd say, went to a very, very... He went through a very interesting route and actually did what I've recommended, which was essentially um, education right obviously expressed the fact that it was wrong but he got into contact with her somehow through dms and he actually got the chance to send her send her an english version of the quran so now she can understand i think that's a better way to actually mediate cultural tension compared to just saying you're cancelled right because at the end of the day that leaves no scope for anyone to learn because people will screw up some will do worse than others. Some will do it in private. Some will do it in public, right? But I would say that it's important to give people an opportunity to learn. And obviously, if they reject that, then obviously there has to be some social. And this is this innate of all humans. And you can trace it back all the way thousands of years ago. Like, obviously, if you, if you go against the tribe, you're definitely going to be exiled or something of the sort. So I can understand why people do this. But there need to be social repercussions. If people choose to stay with that person... Maybe you might need to reconsider that person's values and see the compatibility of those values with yours. It doesn't mean that that person in themselves is a bad person just because they don't think they should be cancelled. Cancelling, as I've said, should be a very individual experience. It should not be something that we sacrifice our mental and moral wills so we, so we can just please someone else or to please a crowd. Right? Then, um, Lacey Mae Jones, I think the police have dealt with this already, but definitely I think that... Um, we should we should see this as a clear case of one um racism is still alive and kicking and second of all what i would highly recommend right i'd say that she's probably going to be going underwater for a few years am i going to cancel her for her whole life no if lacey may jones came, comes 10 years from now and she ends up understanding and she let's say she becomes a scholar and i don't know slavery and she eventually realizes what was wrong then there's no problem with that like i don't think there should be any problem with that if someone comes back one year down the line or two years down the line and they're making videos about something and they've expressed their wrong, I don't see any problem with that, right? If they've changed, then that's a good thing for me. And so 
I'll say Lacey May Jones for now. I'm still processing the hurt as a black African person about the words that she has said, but I'm not going to cancel her for, for, for her whole life because that I don't think is the right thing to do. Human beings change. And if we're prepared to hold other people to such standards, we should hold ourselves to such standards as well. We should not be comfortable with therefore making mistakes, no matter how big they are. So um, last case, and then we're going to close off for the rest of the podcast. But the French doctors, I think, obviously, that, I mean, there's no taking back whatever they said, right? The fact that that apology was made, fine. I'll accept that apology as an African. But what I will not accept, right, is if this continues to persist, right? So obviously, I think as Africans as well, we should use this as a learning point to actually a reflection point to show the rest of the world that when we, I mean, when we talk about neocolonialism and when we talk about colonialism itself, why we have every right today to believe that those things are still affecting us. I think these three events prove that we don't live in an equal society. And anyone that claims such is is not really viewing the situation in a proper light because the evidences are there. It would be a classic misrepresentation of what society looks like today. So I definitely think um, all of these things should be used as learning points, that there is still inequality. But for me, what it comes down to is education. And I think as as the school system has done, it has done a terrible job of teaching people about the tolerance of cultures and it has written history in such a way whereby we are only learning the history of the privileged classes of society. We are only learning male history, if you think about it. We're learning about mainly male leaders when you look into history. We are mainly learning the white side of history, right? And there's a reason why I'm speaking English and not Swahili, not Kikuyu, not Kisomali. There's a reason why, and that's colonialism. So I can also speak maybe perhaps to Ashraf as well, because in the Singaporean system of education, it's also highly colonized. So we need to start thinking about all of these systems and um, how our education has been colonized. So we need to decolonize our education. That's going to take a while, right? But I feel like we can educate each other through these social mediums where we're finding these racist people, and we can use that as an opportunity to actually teach people. Whether they choose to accept that knowledge or not is up to them. But we have to take ownership as, as minorities of knowledge. We must, it's, it's not even, I'll say as an African, for example, as a Muslim, for example, and as a black person, it is obligatory for you to learn about your history because no one else is going to teach you that. No one else is going to sit you down and say that this is black history. No one else is going to come and teach you this is the religion of Islam. Or no one's going to come and tell you that, okay, this is this and that, right? Because the educational system is, you can't separate it from the societal state right now, whether we like it or not. So you have to learn about your history. You have to learn about your culture. And the more that you can do that, the more you'll be educated and you learn how to actually educate others about your own culture. And also, people who aren't in minorities, or even minorities ourselves, right? Because we, it's not like we're were completely absorbed of any guilt or we can't do any wrong. Minorities can um, do some things that are wrong and we can mess up and we still have the capacity to be cancelled, right? I suggest that not only should you learn about your culture, it should be obligatory that we, whoever you are, whatever race you are, whatever religion you are, you should learn about other religions, you should learn about other cultures, 
you should learn about other ways of life. Because it shows you that one, your worldview is not the only worldview. Second of all, just because you believe something doesn't mean that it's a universal truth. And that's where Eurocentrism comes from. And it's a whole different discussion about, um, for example, how we might see a value here on the African continent as, as correct, but it'll be seen as backward in the Western world. So we need to start interrogating all of these different things, accepting that the world has numerous cultures and uh, numerous lines of lineage, numerous religions. And I think it's important for everyone just to educate. That's the one word I'll just tell you. If we're going to take one thing from this podcast, educate, right? Even when you're, in quotes, cancelling someone, or if you choose to make that decision, you should at least educate that person about why things are the way they are. So without further ado, guys, I mean, if you guys have any questions, if you guys have any, um, if you have any comments, please be sure to just leave them down here. Um, if not, um, <laughs> we're just going to go offline. But I hope you guys have enjoyed. I'll be coming out with a few other episodes actually this week. Uh, or in the next couple of weeks, I'll also be thinking of doing like different topics like that are actually uncomfortable and also going to teach us about our history. For example, I've seen on TikTok recently, someone made a video which is kind of controversial about Africans selling Africans as slaves. So there is element of truth to that, but I mean, we can do a whole podcast about it. So I think there's more, there's more to our history to learn about that. We can also learn about um, all these different things that minorities are facing, and we can learn more about the history that's actually underpinning that. So if there's no questions, I think we can go offline. Um, any questions, guys? <laughs> Ashraf, no one else? All right. Okay, thank you guys so much for taking the time out of your wonderful day to tune in again just wrapping up if you're choosing to cancel i think canceling someone has to be an individual decision as i'd, I'd uh, place um education above cancellation of someone else so i mean just think about this if you guys don't agree or not i mean it's up to you entirely but thank you guys for tuning in much love i shall see you either this week or the next week <laughs>